Father, we thank you and we bless your holy name. We surrender unto you withholding nothing. Have your way in us this morning through your spirit that guides us and teaches us. We come to you this morning through Jesus Christ of Nazareth that we may learn something different that will transform our lives in this week and in this new month. We want to be fruitful. We pray knowing that as you sit in heaven, so you shall answer us. And as your word says, your plans for us is to prosper. We are believing that we are going to prosper in this new month. Father, I bless your people and thank you for giving me favor in their side and in your side. And I pray trusting and believing somebody's ears, they're wide open to hear your word and their eyes, they will see what no man has seen. I pray trusting and believing in Jesus Christ's name and the church said a big amen. amen. Can I hear a big amen? Can I see somebody celebrating the King of Kings, the Lords of Lords? Hallelujah. Amen. I want to teach, um, to speak about fruitful. So please, and as, as we sit, just make sure you send messages to those people who like coming to church late to be here early. Because today, uh, I'm leaving the church early. It is my daughter's Ella's uh, birthday party, and God wants us to balance life. Hallelujah. So you better ask them to be here early so they can receive from the servant of God. We'll, the servant of God will be here for just a short time. Amen. Amen. So now the Bible says in, uh, we see in the book of Psalms 92 that David here is saying that there is nothing worse than old stale oil. It attracts flies, Satan, yeah? and he calls the Satan, Satan is Beelzebub, the Lord of the flies. So when we are living of yesterday, when we live of yesterday's oil, yesterday's blessings, Yesterday's prosperity, yesterday's things, we have to know it attract enemies. Amen? That old oil can attract enemies. I'm just giving you this scripture so that you can understand why every beginning of the month I want to anoint people. It is a revelation from Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So today we're going to be having fresh anointing to push us in this month of fruitfulness because the Lord has said you are going to be fruitful this month. Amen. I don't know whether I'm ready. The one who was shouting amen is the only one who will be fruitful because those who don't say amen, they're not in an agreement. Amen. It says you are agreeing with the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. But before we can anoint you, I'm not so worried about teaching you about anointing. You understand anointing very well. But I want to teach something about fruitful, fruitfulness, how you become fruitful. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's open our Bibles in the book of First, the Lossanian, the Thessalonians. Don't forget, I come from the other side of the lake. So sometimes, you know, there is a way you pronounce. First Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 1 to 6. Amen. And if you're there, say a big amen. I'm waiting for you. I'm so used to having a translator. So you see, I'm slowing because I'm expecting the translator. <laughs> I'm expecting the translator. But maybe because the next service we are not going to have. Do we have people who don't understand Swahili here? Who don't understand English? Or everyone is understanding. Should we translate? Or we just flow? We flow in English, eh? Okay. It will be repeated in Swahili. Uh, 
Let's open our Bibles first. Thessalonians. Let me just open myself because I see here they're always delaying. Or it's already out. Ah, okay, thank you. It's already there. Can we read? For you know, brothers and sisters, that our coming to you has not been ineffective, fruitless, in vain. Let's continue to verse 6. But after we had already suffered and been outrageously treated in Philippi, as you know yet, in the strength of our God, we summoned the courage to proclaim boldly to you the good news of God regarding salvation amid great opposition. For our appeal does not come from delusion or impure motives, nor is it, where were we? Nor is it motivated. Our message is complete, accurate, and based on the truth. It does not change. Come on, somebody. But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel that tells the good news of salvation through faith in Christ, so we speak, not as if we were trying to please people, to gain power and popularity, but to please God who examines our hearts, expecting our best. Can we first repeat this verse? This verse is beautiful. Let's read it together again. But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel that tells the good news of salvation through faith in Christ, so we speak not as if we were trying to please people, to gain power and popularity, but to please God who examines our hearts, expecting our best. Let's continue. For us, you for as you well know, we never came with words of flattering, nor with protests, for greed. God is our witness. Nor did we seek glory and honor from people, neither from you nor from anyone else. Through as apostles of Christ, we had the power to assert our authority. Come on, somebody celebrate Jesus for that word. Amen. Now, when we look at this scripture, we see that God wants us to be fruitful and he did not call us so we can just be like anybody. We are totally different. Hallelujah. So every day of your life, you need to know God did not release you to be just flirting with people. God has released you so he can be glorified. Just like I was teaching yesterday and I say, any vision you have, it needs to glorify God. Anything in your life needs to glorify God. If you're not being fruitful, you're not glorifying God. Because God wants you to be fruitful. The Bible says from the beginning, from the beginning of the scriptures, when we read the book of Genesis, it says... Go and be fruitful. Go and be productive. 
So it is an error that you are a Christian, a believer, but you're not fruitful. One thing I want to believe is that every one of us here is fruitful. The only difference is in which area. We differ in areas. Amen? So you can be fruitful in business, but somebody else is fruitful in the work they're employed and they're doing. Hallelujah. So don't sit and think you're not fruitful. So this month, we just want you to multiply. I know you've been fruitful in your own way, but you need to multiply. So I need to give you some few tips from these scriptures that will guide you how some steps to take. Amen? Amen. So the Bible portrays the Apostle Paul as a successful man. We all know Apostle Paul is seen as a very successful man. He did a great profession. He did a good job. He ministered to people. He evangelized. He raised other apostles. He mentored many people. He completed well. And yet, we know Paul was a crazy character who was killing Christians. But see how God used him. How you started your journey this year is not how you will finish. Where you were born and the lifestyle that you went through does not determine how you will end. God determines how you will end. However, mind your mind. Don't just sit and say, I have Holy Spirit who is my intercessor. That's what my prophet has said. He has said God will make me be fruitful. You need to take steps. You need to take steps of faith. And you need to walk with your salvation. Decree and declare the word and put things in action. You know, the prophetic ministry has the most laziest people in prayers and even in working. Because you want everything to come. This is where you find a lady wants to get married or a man wants to get married. But they don't know even, they don't, it's not their problem to know how to talk to a lady. A prophet has said, I'll get married. My dear friend, they will come and leave you there. It's until you take a step of faith, put action, talk to the lady nicely, take the lady for coffee, tell the lady about yourself, and then the lady will know, oh, this, this guy can talk like this. I'm only seeing him at church. I never thought he could talk like that. Wait, I share with you pictures of my son when he was there, paying the mahari. Hey, I didn't know he could hug nicely like that. I could see things. I said, hey, this is uh, my son. Hmm. Let him come. He will give testimony himself. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I, he, I had to call him in my office and I told him, you have to learn to talk to ladies nicely, my son. Then I told some sons here, hey, go talk to your brother. So you need to take a step in everything in your life. I'm waiting to do business. My business, all customers will come. Then when God sends his angels to come to your shop, you are so rude to them. They will disappear. You talk to them like you're talking to just anybody. In marketing, we say a customer is like a king. 
every customer you need to treat that customer carefully you see like me having you it's fruitfulness you can't come here then i mistreat you and i think it's going to be well i have to treat you with humanity i have to treat you with humility with honor but of course i have to rebuke you <laughs> if you want to go it because you are rebuked just go bye because i also don't want to be followed by people who are not fruitful because they want things to be sugar coated you don't want to be asked anything you don't want to be told anything no i have to correct you if holy spirit's correct i correct you don't go if i rebuke you it's part of you being fruitful i actually rebuke people when i see they're not in their full capacity i want you to to go fully hallelujah so from verse 1 first the lost the solanians chapter 2 verse 1 here he says for you you for you yourselves know brethren that our coming to you was not in vain amen so let us look at this word not in vain this means not void of power so paul operated in the power of the holy ghost and i've been in a place where i've been teaching you about holy spirit amen So the first step for you to take or for you to become fruitful it is power you need power For me to preach you hear me this microphone needs power We need electricity it gives us power But for me to be able to be heard there's somebody else who can touch this microphone they will not be heard the way you're hearing me I need holy spirit in my preaching He is my power source. This microphone source of power is electricity, these speakers. But my source of power it is Holy Spirit. That's why I don't need to shout. But still I can speak to you one word and your life is transformed. How many were there yesterday when there were some people testify? A lady I prophesied to and immediately I prayed for her and she was healed. The doctors had said she doesn't have blood enough blood. And all of a sudden she has strength and she's fine. This morning I just received a call. When I was praying for people, the ladies, the girls that was delivering there, one of them she had never had her periods. And she's 20 something years. After I prayed for her immediately she started getting an overflow. So that's why here Paul is saying We did not come in vain. Yes. And he says not void of power. Amen? Amen. So in everything as a Christian you do, you'll only go far if you have power through Holy Spirit. Don't let your money give you power. It will mislead you. Let Holy Spirit give you power. Amen? So we ought to receive power from the holy spirit. I'm going to teach you about only 3 Ps and I'm done. So P number 1, you need power to be fruitfulness. Amen. That's your first step. So make sure you live in the power of God. Make sure you live in the power of God and you need to operate in the power of the holy spirit. 
live in the power of God and operate from the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. So what does Holy Spirit do? What does Holy Spirit do? Holy Spirit helps us. He's our helper. He will make your business multiply. Angels will be sent to you. People from here will just be sent to you. Yesterday you saw how I was looking beautiful. Yes. I know even if you don't tell me. Me, I, me, I like appreciating myself. Ask my husband when I'm leaving my house, I have to go and tell her, look how I'm beautiful. You married a very beautiful wife. I like feeling good about myself because sometimes people can mess you up. Amen? But where am I going? Teddy dressed me up from top to skirt. And as she dresses me for free, she just sent me testimonies that as we were seated there, she received two orders. Not two orders, many orders, but from two people. Wedding gowns. A lot of things came through. She sent me a message. Hallelujah. Because the Holy Spirit does that. As you're serving God, as you're doing things, he's going to ignite fire on people and angels will come and do the business for you. They will come and bring money to you. You just think of money, Holy Spirit is in it. As long as Holy Spirit is in it. But how do we let Holy Spirit be in it in fully? When we read verse 4, it says, And my speech and my preaching were not with pers uh, persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power. We cannot be Christians. If we look at this scripture, we cannot be Christians in the strength of the flesh and we succeed. We will not succeed, children of God. If we have accepted Christ and to be Christian, we'll only succeed if we are in the power of God. And then we are moving with the power of the Holy Spirit. And there is no shortcut child of God. Hallelujah. So now, here we see Paul saying that always moved in that power and the power produced fruitfulness. And, and here we see Paul was almost in it innermost of his prison but still God checked him through Holy Spirit because Holy Spirit is a spirit he's not like people you might be expecting Prophet Estreza to come and save your story or to come and help you but Holy Spirit can use anybody else don't depend on us human beings depend on Holy Spirit child of God if you depend on Holy Spirit, He will touch me. He will use me in your life. He will use somebody else in your life. But if you fresh pictures of people you want God to use in your life, you will be messed up. I know these customers, they're the ones who are always coming to my business. You have framed, you have put pictures. Then they don't come, you get frustrated. Every time we go before God, let's go without pictures. I've learned that in my life. Go with empty hands. Just go by yourself. Just say, just as I am. Just as you are. Go to God. He will see you through. The Lord is waiting to be involved in your business. The Lord is waiting to be involved in your marriage. 
the Lord is waiting to be involved in that womb. He will start doing what no man can do. The Lord wants you to involve him in every area of your life. I've told you many times, if I want this church to grow and multiply the way it is, I know the button to press. And I am telling you, I know the button to press. But I keep feeling myself, I don't know whether I'm ready to deal with a thousand people. I first need people to be trained, to understand, to know ministry. Don't be in a rush. If God said you'll fill a stadium, you will fill. You will not die before you fill that stadium. Trust me when I say that. If we get 500 people, where do we put sears? So you get to go step by step. But the key is to learn the, bottom, the button to switch. So one thing you have to understand that sometimes we develop self-barriers. We can be working with God, but we develop self-barriers in the flow of God's power in us. How? Number one, under the power of God, unconfessed sin. Learn not to keep sins, hidden sins. We ought to, to confess sins. The book of uh, today, Ecclesiastes, hmm? chapter 9, verse 19. It says, Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. Have you ever read that scripture well? Can you put it here? We read together. Can we read? Let's read this scripture together. The word of the Lord here shows us that the godly wisdom is better than weapons of war. But one sin destroys much good. We know in the book of Joshua what happened with Achan. When he decided to sin, he took the things that he was not supposed to take, the accursed things. He made Israelites die. He made many people to die. And this was a hidden sin in him. He was not telling them that he has disobeyed what Joshua has said and he has taken some things with him. And many people died. When we have unconfessed sins, they make us not to be fruitful. And Holy Spirit doesn't like sitting and functioning in a dirty house. That's why he's called holy. Because he likes being in holy places. And that's what we're saying yesterday. You find some people in church, they are prayerful, but their visions are demonic. Because you opened doors. When you don't confess sins, there are doors that are open and the demons will enter. And you stop being productive. And yet you are so fruitful, even in your business. You can just do one thing. And it hinders your blessings. And you keep on asking God, I've been praying. I've been doing everything right. Such yourself, child of God. Do you have unconfessed sin? Confess it and you will become fruitful in this month. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. God has designed us to be successful. 
He has designed us to be fruitful. He wants us to move with all the goodness that he has promised in his word. And we have said this many times. Some promises that can be hindered from you because of sins. Trust me. You see men of God, very anointed, doing crazy things, sinning every now and then. And you see like they're doing so well. I'm telling you, there's somewhere God is going to catch them. Don't joke with God. God wants us to live a free life. And that's why he sacrificed his begotten son. So that we can be delivered from sins. So when you call yourself as a Christian, run away from sin. Confess your sins. The Bible says we should confess to one another. And we will be forgiven. Our God is merciful and is love. Amen. Search yourself as I'm speaking. If you have and confess sins, confess now. Confess to your God. Amen. We are not people of, uh, we are not religious people. You just need to confess to God because Holy Spirit is inside you. The good news is that God is cleaning our businesses. God is cleaning all that comes with us as long as we hand over ourselves to you. When I came, we were singing a, a song, I surrender all to God. So make sure you surrender all unto the Lord. Amen. He can make anyone come clean and he will make you become clean. I decree and declare where you had unconfessed sin, you are living here when you are clean. You will walk out of this place today forgiven and in power of the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter what kind of a sin you committed. That sin is not too big than the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus was slaughtered in the cross. Just like that, he was bleeding. He bled because of your sin. And I speak as your prophet in this place that you are going to be forgiven. It doesn't matter how many husbands you stole from people. God is going to forgive you if you come before him. It doesn't matter how many abortions you had. If you confess, God is going to forgive you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter how many times you cheated people with their money. You are going to be forgiven if you are going to ask for forgiveness. It doesn't matter how many people you owe money and they are calling you all these kind of names. As long as you confess to your God, God will see your heart and he will forgive you. He is the merciful God. You are living here clean and clear in Jesus' name. Amen. You will be fruitful. You will produce fruits. Amen. <clears throat> Number two, <clears throat> or rather be so under the power of God. If you want the power of God to work in your life, please run away from unconfessed sins. And number two, prayerless life. Prayerless life. Prayerless is another hindrance of fruitfulness and God's power. I'm telling you things that can hinder you because I've already told you what will give you power is Holy Spirit. So what will hinder you is living a prayerless life. As a Christian, it is an error to live a prayerless life. We ought to pray. It doesn't matter how busy we are. We should not pray. We should know that prayers is not just coming here on a Sunday to pray. It is that life every minute every second you're in prayers you remember to say thank you lord you see something you remember to say a prayer you remember somebody you say a prayer you just live a prayerful life not empty waiting to come and rakabasha narabahanda here because that's what we do we wait to come to be together then we start yelling 
Sometimes most of these people you see here praying so much, praying in tongues when it's on a Sunday, they don't even pray the whole week. But I'm not saying you start judging people, no. And some people you see even when we are praying, they're just quiet like this. You will be shocked how prayerful those people they are because they have learned to pray in the spirit inside. But just remember, we are all designed differently, but we are designed to be fruitful. Amen. Amen. The Bible here says, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Amen. So my house shall be called a house of prayer. When Jesus overthrew that money changes, he said that. He said that. And we thank God. You have no excuse. If you don't know how to do uh, silent prayers and you don't know how to pray 24 hours, this church is normally open every day from Monday to Sunday. This church is open. If you come here in the morning from 8 to 5, it's open. And sometimes even to late hours because we have worshipers practicing here. The door is open for you. Just enter. If anyone asks you, just say, I'm here to pray. I'm here to pray. I was rebuking worshipers another day here because I'm always finding Cassian praying here. I'm always finding Minister David praying. Make a point of coming to pray. Don't wait to be called today. We have prayers. Come and pray. Amen? Amen. Don't live a prayerless life. God expects prayer in his temple. And you are the temple of God. This is not just the temple. You are the temple of God. God expects prayers in that. Hallelujah. And I am talking about your personal prayer. We ought to have personal prayers at all times. We need to spend time every day reading the Bible. When the more we read the Bible, the more we are convicted into prayers. Amen. So let us make sure that we, we, we do that and we don't live a prayerless life. A prayerless life will block in the channel of our blessings. There are some channels that will be blocked and it will slow down the speed of your blessings. But don't pray and then you don't take action. Remember to take action. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How is our participation in church prayers? So there's personal prayers and then the church prayers. When we call for prayers, do you come for prayers? Do you come for prayers? Like now, we are going to be having intense prayers. This is a month of fruitfulness. We got to pray. When God releases promises, we need to take those promises. We need to come and block the devil from coming to steal what belongs to us. We need to be thankful to God knowing that it is done. So we are going to have prayers this whole week for like two weeks. Dr. Paul told us two weeks. So we are going to get into prayers for like two weeks. And I'm telling you, we'll see changes in your family, changes in your work, changes in your business. Hallelujah. So make sure you join us in prayers. It is sad that some believers don't make time to pray or read the word of God, but not you. I decree and declare. It doesn't matter how busy you are, you will get time to pray. That devil who has been coming to steal your prayer time, he's defeated in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what is going to be sent to hinder you or to be a barrier. I say you're going to have to become a prayerful person. You will not be a prayerless servant of God. You will not be a prayerless child of God. No, 
your, 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 your blessings are being stolen. And I command that devil who's been stealing your, your, your blessings because you're sleeping and not praying to depart from your bed, to depart from your house in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I plant a portal in your house that you shall get a place where you will stand and pray and the heavens shall open for you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I say you will be coming here for prayers this whole week and next week in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And as you pray, your prayers shall be heard. You shall not go empty handed, but you shall receive answers to every prayer you do. Because that is what Jesus has promised us. He said he called us to be fruitful. Whatever area you want to be fruitful, in these two weeks we're going to be praying. You will be fruitful. You will be fruitful in Jesus Christ's name. I have decreed and declared. And a word I decree shall be established. So shall it be established in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In these two weeks people will get jobs. I spoke here about 24 hours of people getting jobs and people came here and I prayed for them. Mary Kate is here. She got her job within the 24 hours that we had spoken. She was just called for a funny interview and in the funny interview, she got a job. You know, there's sometimes you're called for an interview until you're like, are they serious? Are they giving me a job? But because that's how your mother operates, that's how you operate. They call you, they give you an interview and then they call you within no time, they tell you this is your job. And even my daughter in Canada, Nuru, got a job. You connect to this grace, things start happening in your life. I said within 24 hours, people are going to get breakthroughs. And I said it's not for everyone, it is for those who believe. Teddy is there, she received breakthrough within 24 hours. There are those who send me uh, their testimonies. I've been receiving a lot of testimonies. Make sure you testify. Because when God does things, he sells it. And as long as it was within that prophecy, I tell you, my children, Mary Katie, you will be shining there. They will just be shining. They'll be wondering, what do we do with this girl? She has so much brains for this little job. So just know that's an introduction. That's not the real job for you. There is a real great job that is coming. Bigger and better because I see so much potential in you. When you told me about the job, I don't even know the description of, jo of the job. But I saw, mm -mm, this is just a stepping stone. God is taking you somewhere. Yeah, where are you going to do bigger and better things? Hallelujah. So let us not struggle. I have already prayed for you. Don't struggle with intercession. Pray. If you have a problem with praying, connect yourself with a prayer warrior. And you will pray and God will hear. Let your prayers change your life. Grow in your prayer life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Have the power of God in your prayers. Hallelujah. Number two, you need to take a step of fruitfulness in purpose. Purpose. So number one was P, and under number one, we spoke about unconfessed sins. You have to run away from unconfessed sins, and you have to run away from a prayerless life. So number two is purpose. Your purpose, write down, your purpose determines your altitude and fruitfulness. We need to have the right purpose, and when God sees your motive, he enables you, he enables you to, do to be fruitful. As we see, Paul had purpose for the travel and ministry he did. In the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 and 6, which it says, For our exhortation did not come from error or uncleanness, nor was it in deceit. For, verse 4, 
But as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak, not a pleasing man, but God who tastes our hearts. Five, for neither at any time did we use flattering words, as you know, nor a cook for a covetous. God is witness. Six, nor did we seek glory from men, either from you or from others, when we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. Hallelujah. So here we see Paul and Silas were ministers of the gospel, and they were the ministers of those days. They were, ministers, they were missionaries. They did not go asking people to give them things. They did not go to please people. They were doing what God called them. Why? Because of purpose. And I'm not going to expound so much about purpose because I have taught so much about purpose in this house. And, the, and, and as we continue, we're going to elaborate all this, you know. My children will continue teaching you in this. So you have to understand that your purpose is key. God sees the purpose behind everything you do. And let your purpose be godly purpose, divine purpose. Amen? Don't be corrupted. Paul said we had the right motives. Right motives. It's key for you to have the right motives. When you're praying, you want to be fruitful in the area of marriage, marital establishment. Is it that you want to get married so you can show people? You said I will never get married. I am married. Or is it because people are just getting married? Or is it because of the age? Do you have the right motive? Because if you don't have the right motive, it can delay. It can delay that fruitfulness in that area. When you want to do business, what is the motive behind it? What is your purpose? When you go to do business and you tell God, I'll bless you, Father, in this business. God will increase you. Many other times we pray we want to get married. When we get married, we get out of line. We no longer go to church. So what was your motive when you are going to get married? God will give you the marriage. But after some years, you will be very unhappy because he wants you to come back to church. He does that because he wants you to come back to church. It is not me prophesying that as a prophet. I'm just saying facts. God gives you business or a job. You are busy. You don't come to church because you are busy. He will make sure that something goes wrong and then you will run to be prayed. And then he will remind you, this is where you get your job. Stay in church. Don't let anything drift you from the presence of God. Amen? But how can we have the right motives? That is the question. Number one, live without deceit. Because here he says, for our exhortation did not come from error or uncleanness, nor was it in deceit. Paul says, we didn't manipulate you into making a decision. The outside world looks on the principle of deception. The world does the wrong things, the wrong, the wrong way to satisfy the wrong motives enters. We are expected as children of God to do what is right. Don't bribe to get a job. Just work hard and God will promote you. We have to do things in the right way. There's no shortcut. 
for a right reason. For the right reason. Am I talking to somebody? You might have had people who surround you and you see how they do things and you get excited. Look what is the motive behind and don't be consumed by that motive that is behind. The promises of God, they are yes and amen. As long as you stay upright. And the word of the Lord says, prayers of a righteous man, they are answered. May God answer your prayers. They are answered quickly. Amen. Whatever area that you want fruitfulness, be truthful. Be truthful with finances. Be good to those who harm you. Our role model is not the world, but it is Jesus. Copy and paste Jesus and you will see your life take a turn around. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Psalms 92 verse 12 and 14, the rushes will flourish like palm tree. The rushes will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. I prophesy to somebody this scripture. That you shall flourish like a palm tree. That you will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. And you will bear fruits even at your old age. You will stay fresh and green in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Your age will not hinder you from being fruitful. Psalms 1 verse 1 to 4. It says, I, it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But those who delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields of fruits in season and whose leaf does not wither whatever they do prospers not so the wicked they are like shaft that the wind blows away hallelujah so the wicked may prosper for a season they may they may be successful now but the bible shows us here the bible shows us here and tell us righteous man will shine like the sun and even at old age you will be fresh you will be fresh and green. Hallelujah. So stay faithful to God. People can go before you. But when God checks in, you will pursue and overtake and recover all without losing even one. Why are you in a hurry to go where? <clears throat> Why are you in a hurry to be a millionaire? You start stealing. You become a thief. You steal tithes because you want to, to have money. You steal from people. You will be corrupted. They say slow but sure. However, in this house, we are given grace for speed. And I speak speed. But when you see like the speed is not coming to you, but it's going to your neighbor, don't worry. Just remember, prophet has said speed. When it is my time, I will overtake all these people who went before me. And God will reign in me. Amen. It doesn't matter. You've been out of job for how long? When the Lord checks in, you will get a job that you will be paid more than the people who went before you. And you will know the Lord has checked in. I think you're still sleeping. I'm talking to somebody who is outside here. You who is outside here, receive the word. 
You who is in watching me receive this is your word in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I am talking to people who don't have jobs and you are just saying amen, amen. Receive that when the job comes, you will overtake. You will pursue and overtake and recover all the years. You've been losing money. When God comes in, you will receive money that you have never seen in your life. In Jesus Christ's name. You want God. You've never even want God. Wait. When the man God is sending in your life, or the friends who are around you, they will bless you. Look at this girl. She said being blessed with gold at her 18th birthday. When God checks in, people come and bless you. You become fruitful all around. Hallelujah. Number two, according to this scripture, or B rather, A, live without deceit. B, don't please people. Here verse 4 it says, But as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak not as pleasing men, but God who tests our hearts. Paul here is telling us we didn't speak to please men and we should not speak to please men. He says we spoke to please God. Hallelujah. So as a preacher, I should not please people. But even you, you should not do things to please others. You should do things to please your God. Don't be a pleasing people person. You will suffer in your life. And you will become unfruitful. Because you are not moving in the way God wants you to move. You are moving to make everyone happy. Hallelujah. So stop being a pleasing person to people. Pleasing people person. Become a person who pleases God. You live for God and please God. Don't kneel for me to please for me. Kneel for God and kneel for the true spirit of God. Don't buy me a gift to please me. Buy it because you have heard the spirit of the Lord tell you, I need to gift my prophet. That way you will have a blessing. Amen. You will be blessed. You are different from the people of this world. Every time I kept on waiting for somebody to translate, may I be delivered in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So, our mission is to please God as children of God and as Christians. If we please God, genuine friends will come upon us. Genuine people will surround us. Even when you're treating your customer well, don't treat them to please them. Please God who sees even in your business, as you do your work, don't please your boss. Please your boss who is your God. Let God see you. Because if you wait for people to see you, you will fail. I'm running out of time. See, don't use flattering. Because here the word is showing us. For neither at any time did we use flattering words. As you know, nor a clock of covetousness. God is witness. Flattering is, and I want you to write down, Flattering is the compliment excessively and insincerely, especially in order to win favor. Many people flat, they flat to others because they want favor. You don't need favor from people. You need favor from God, child of God. Amen. Receive favor from God. Don't wait upon people to give you flavor. Favor, they, they will come back for it. So please stay in your place and let favor come from God. Hallelujah. 
and fluttering is an it's discouraged it we are discouraged to flood in the book of romans chapter 16 verse 18 it says for such people are not serving our lord christ but their own appetites by smooth talk and fluttering they deceive the minds of naive people paul is telling us here his purpose was right that's what he's, he's showing us and that is what he's telling us. That his purpose was right. May your purpose be right in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. He never practiced deceit. He never pleased men. Nor used flattery. May that be your portion. May you never use flattery. May you never deceive people. May you stand with the right motives. May your purpose be right. And let your purpose be aligned with glorifying God. And not glorifying men. May you never be a person who just wants favor from from men. May you receive favor from God. I decree and declare in this month, you are going to receive and use your favor. Because you have understood it's not from men, but it is from God. Receive favor in the mighty name of Jesus as you stand up. I will continue next Sunday with the next step because of time. Hallelujah. Because of time and we still have to do Holy Communion. The Bible says here in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 12, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So we will be persecuted, but we will not leave the purpose. We're going to continue being in the purpose. And neither are we going to be discouraged because people think we don't know how to speak. We will speak because God has called us to speak and he has given us grace for word of wisdom. Persecution or opposition will simply just make us go higher. Don't let it take you down. Don't let it take it down. Just let the Lord take you up through righteousness hallelujah and i pray for you right now where there was opposition let your position take over and where there is persecution so shall the lord come and save you in the mighty name of jesus christ persecution will not hold you back but one spirit i want delivered from you today it is the spirit of deceitfulness i really see it with so many children of god and this is holding your blessings we have to stop being deceit we have to stop flattering you are a child of god you are a citizen of heaven don't flat with people cheaply. You are not a flatter. Speak words of wisdom because we have seen wisdom can bring greatness. But sin, flattering is a sin. It can hinder your blessings. Hallelujah. So raise your voice and start praying right now. Where the spirit of deceit has entered you, command it to cease in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Because the next the next P is, is, is perseverance. And I will teach more on that on Sunday. If God allows me or on Tuesday. Hallelujah. So raise your voice right now. And pray for all the things that I've said we should avoid. And pray for the things that I've said we need. And then receive Holy Spirit. And flow with Holy Spirit. And you will see you becoming fruitful as I anoint you. As we get ready for the anointing. Can I have the anointing on? Be praying somebody. Be praying somebody. Be praying.